Welcome, fellow wine lovers. This is the Wine Ghost Podcast. I'm Mate Vash, sommelier and seeker of hidden stories behind the wine labels. For wine tasting clips and video interviews with my guests, please look for the Wine Ghost on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. But now, please grab a glass and listen to how today's ghost got out of the bottle. Barrels are inevitable components of modern winemaking and this episode will feature Hungary's best barrel maker, the world-class Kadar. In this episode you can learn from Andras Kalidi how intricate, terroir-driven and specific barrel production actually is. He argued why oak has become the most popular wood source for wine barrels, explained the different species used in the construction illustrated the terroir differences in the different growing regions, described the importance of seasoning and bending techniques. You can also learn why Kada recommends a longer seasoning period for low pH whites and which barrel would be the best for spirits, for example. This episode is a must for every sommelier and vintner who wants to expand his or her technical knowledge about this often oversimplified topic. Please enjoy and let me know if you have any further questions. We might do a second round with Andras if needed. And look for extra videos on the Vango's YouTube channel with explanatory graphs and maps to understand some of the more complicated arguments more easily. Enjoy! So, dear Andras, thanks for taking the time. You are the first, uh, or this is the first episode which uh, features uh, one of the most important components of winemaking is actually barrel. Uh, so thanks for taking the time and I can't wait to learn more about barrels. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much for the invitation. Thank you. So maybe um, let's start with a little introduction because you come from Hungary and you represent uh, uh, Kadar, uh, which actually um, translates to barrel maker or cooper. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your, your company and what are you doing and where are you? Yeah, sure. So let's start with the company. It's uh, it's relatively not a big company. Uh, we are producing uh, annually 6,000 barrels. The smallest one is 225 liters. The largest one is 5,000 liters. So this is the, the, the product range. Um, normally we have around 60 uh, colleagues in two facilities. One of them is uh, the cooperage itself in Budapest and we also have an own stave mill in the Tokai region. It's uh, approximately 250 kilometers from Budapest eastward. Um, um, naturally we fear the COVID but, um, but uh, Hungary is a relatively uh, prestigious uh, Hungarian cooperage. Approximately 90% of our products are going to, on to export markets uh, almost everywhere. So really from um, New Zealand to Portugal, from Canada to Chile, from Argentina to South Africa, everywhere. Even in very interesting countries like Sweden or Japan or Denmark, uh, which are not very famous uh, because of their wine production. Um, but anyhow, somehow our, our reputation reached these countries too. Um, what is maybe, uh, oh, sorry, just 
a few words about the history. It's a very uh, old company with a very long heritage. Um, one of the ancestors was established in, um, in 1951 when in Hungary, in the communist era, uh, any private uh, company was forbidden. So at that time, some smaller cooperages joined and created the, the Budapest Kada, that was the name at that time. But uh, these small cooperages also had a very long, generation-long history, um, maybe back to the 19th century. Afterwards, there was a great change in our life, naturally, in the, the early 90s, when the political uh, structure changed in Hungary. And another very important point was in our life, the 2008, when we created the joint venture with a very prestigious um, French group, um, and which also has Taranso or, or Canton uh, Cooperage. So that is the, 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 the background and the history of the, the company. What is um, maybe very important in our case is that uh, we focus only uh, on one certain area as, as wood sourcing region. And it's only a, one small part, not small, but uh, one certain part of Hungary. And, um, and some small part of Slovakia. So it's one climatic, one geological unit uh, in the Carpathian Basin. Um, yeah. So that's basically the northern part of Hungary then, only? Northeast, northeast part of Hungary. As I mentioned, our, our state meal in the Tokai region. Um, and, uh, you know, in the past, uh, the Zemplin Mountain, which is which surrounds the Tokai region, wa uh, was uh, one unit with another one. Today it has another name in the Slovakia, but in the past it was the Tokai Eperyashi Mountain Range. Okay. And today some part of this mountain range uh, is in Hungary, other parts in in Slovakia. But for us. Um, the, really, the, 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 the climate, the terroir, was much more important than the administration borders. So that was the reason why we focus only on that certain uh, region uh, in the basin. So the, that would be maybe my second question. How important is actually terroir in, in terms of um, barrel making and uh, oak growing or actually for the forests or how do you actually structure your, not vineyards, but uh, <laughs> oak yards, maybe, if I can say so? It's, uh, it's very, very important. So if we step back a bit and uh, let's start talking about what are the main parameters uh, having an influence on the barrier character, um, there are a number of, uh, uh, there are numbers. But uh, maybe the most important ones are that basically the toasting technology, the seasoning of the staves, and the third one, and they are equally important. So the third one is the region and the species. Because uh, uh, maybe not everybody knows, but if we are talking about uh, Europe, there are two main species 
all over Europe, which is used for, for barrel production. This is the uh, Cecilo and the pedunculate, uh, uh, Quercus petrea and Quercus robo. And the, in the most of the region, these two species um, create um, mixed forests. So this is one factor why the terroir is important because the mixture has different ratios. Second, very important point, uh, how sick the soil sickness on that certain region. Uh, because for example, in this region, uh, in the Zemplén or in the uh, Northeast Hungarian mountain range, it's one of the youngest volcanic mountain range in Europe. So the erosion simply didn't have enough time and therefore the soil thickness on the rock is on some places only 50 centimeter, but almost never uh, deeper than one meter. And naturally the third very important uh, aspect of the terroir issue is the climate itself. This, so Hungary is, as you know very well, is a, is a small country, but for example, the, the southwest part of Hungary has already some uh, uh, Mediterranean uh, influence from the Adriatic Sea. But uh, the, the northeast part is absolutely the typical continental climate. Uh, so putting everything together, I mean the species, the soil sickness and the nutrition and the climate, which uh, naturally has a very uh, important influence on the precipitation and also the length of the vegetation uh, period. So putting everything together, the terroir is very, very important. Sorry being long. <laughs> Please. And that's uh, maybe we can also cover one of the misconceptions that you already mentioned uh, of of, of the record, if you are talking about French and Slovenian, um, yeah, Slovenian or Hungarian oak, can you talk a little bit about that and why is it maybe so common in the wine world that people still talk about uh, country-wise about uh, these species or identify uh, country-wise these species? Um, giving the answer for this question, I think uh, the best if you look at the evolution of the industry itself, I mean the barrel making industry. The barrel, as we know at this moment, uh, the barrel was invented uh, by the Gauls uh, next to the Alps um, a bit more than 2000 years ago. But close to 19th century, it was a woodworking uh, industry. Maybe uh, only a few people know that uh, the, the mostly used wood at that time and uh, even later was not the oak, but all, at the very beginning the fir uh, was a, the most typical one. But afterwards almost any kind of wood was used up for, for the cooperage industry. And the real deep change in the industry. I mean, when more and more attention was paid on, on the winemaking or spirit uh, uh, maturation, maybe started in the 70s, in this uh, 20th century. Uh, and um, the, maybe one of the first uh, realization was that uh, how big difference are between, uh, uh, let's say, at that time, the American and French oak. 
And that is the origin of uh, that distinction, talking about uh, countries. Even today, otherwise, France is the absolute leader of the industry, the global leader of the industry. So they are very, very important. Uh, but, uh, but it's a very old uh, classification. Afterwards, otherwise, uh, the, the, the terroir uh, became more important. Let's say Transinerv, Allier, Rouge, uh, the different forests were uh, nominated. Afterwards, the grain um, uh, got a, a higher attention. Afterwards, toasting, seasoning, whatever. Today, otherwise, there are already cooperages who analyze the chemical composition of each state. Uh, so not the grain, not the toast, not the, uh, the forest are the determining factors, but the chemical composition of, of the wood. So, sorry, so that, that, that was the reason uh, how this selection uh, uh, spread uh, all over. And that is the background uh, of the, the distinction of French, American, Hungarian, Slovenian, or whatever folks. But then what is actually the difference? So how can, or people still talk about, I also talk about uh, French oak or American oak when I uh, try to identify uh, or try to describe the wine rather. Uh, so what would be maybe a more appropriate uh, descriptor uh, in terms of oak if we talk about that? The country like uh, France or Hungary, and so the place of the the, the seasoning has an important factor. But otherwise, uh, when we are talking about uh, uh, the forest itself, the difference are absolutely not uh, on based on, on countries. So if we compare, let's say, uh, three uh, woods, uh, two Hungarians and one French, or two French and one Hungarian. Uh, there are forests also in Hungary and France which are much closer to each other than, to, than two uh, pieces of wood from the same countries uh, because of the, the species. Uh, so it's, it's very, very important. Uh, in the, um, at the beginning, when uh, this distinction um, was found, uh, the, the big difference was realized between the American and the French oak. And at that time, the, um, everybody focused on that. And the reason of this big difference was that the American oak uh, barrels were made of an absolute different species, predominantly the Quercus alba. Uh, it's it's uh, it's another other type of oak. As I mentioned, in Europe, the Quercus robur and Quercus petrea uh, are the, the 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 two main species. And uh, Quercus alba has more uh, sweety character, more lactone. Otherwise, uh, sometimes it's uh, described as more coconut. Uh, um, flavor uh, giving barrel. Um, the, the, the two European uh, species has much less um, uh, lactones, but for example, 
the difference between Quercus robur and Quercus petrea is also very huge. Quercus robur has more tannin, for example, Quercus uh, petrea has more volatile aromatic compounds. So it's very, very important. And uh, um, again, one uh, Quercus petrea from Hungary or whatever, and uh, from French are much closer to each other than one Quercus petrea and one from the same country. So, and if you are talking about um, already components or uh, definitive, yeah, I think components would be maybe the best descriptor what I can use. Uh, what are maybe these uh, defining, um, yeah, elements of a wood, which would then later define also the flavor or the maturation of the wine? Can you, because you also have a presentation, I think, which kind of features that. Yeah. Uh, I will share some screen uh, shots, um, but basically, maybe we should start uh, that uh, there are approximately 250-300 different components uh, originated uh, and goes um, uh, to, the, to the wine. Um, some of them are related to the toasting. Uh, procedure, which is a very important te uh, technical process. And the other one, we call it uh, natural wood compounds. Uh, these are linked to the, to the wood itself without any seasoning and toasting. Naturally, we can modify it uh, with both seasoning and toasting, but, but basically it's uh, very closely related to, uh, to the wood itself. So if you allow me, I share some um, maybe interesting thing. So if you are only listening okay. to this, please um, go to, to YouTube later and I will upload the, also the slides or the video which Andres shared with me. It's uh, very inter interesting. It's um, yeah, like kind of a graphic uh, which uh, yeah, illustrates the kind of compounds which found in, in different kind of oaks and also with some map illustrations. So check it out later, but please. Okay. Yeah, so what are maybe these um, defining compounds uh, in a wood, oh, yeah. which also yeah, then uh, later indicates the flavor or the maturation characteristics in, in, in the final wine? Yeah. Uh, so once again, there are numbers, uh, but uh, if we have to underline some, uh, then, um, what is very important is, uh, uh, so there are groups, uh, volatile phenols, aldehydes, uh, phenol aldehydes, uh, and there are some independent uh, uh, components. Um, we can uh, separately talk about the tannins. It's different, the, the oak has a different tannin than the, than the, the grape has. Uh, it's basically uh, otherwise an ester of uh, uh, acids and, and, um, and sugars. Uh, also very important, the lactones. Otherwise, if uh, we compare the different type of uh, woods, uh, uh, only the oak, which has a very significant level of lactones, uh, and it's a very important. Uh, the lactone has two 
properties. One of them is used to be mentioned when we are talking about the American uh, uh, oak barrels, giving a sweet, rounded, uh, sometimes coconut-style aroma. But the lactone also have a very important um, other property. It can give a freshness and vibration. Uh, uh, it has number of isomers otherwise, and with this thing, I, I do not want to go very deeply into this issue, but uh, chemically we, we can uh, distinguish the different isomers and they have different perception levels and different uh, aromatic uh, results. Uh, so the lactones, very important, the vanillin, the eugenol, different aldehydes like the eugenol is the the English name doesn't come to my mind at this moment. It's very typical for one brown spice. Um, so Eugenia, but also some other other hits. Cinnamon. Other hits. Cinnamon, yeah. Cinnamon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, these are very, very uh, uh, important components of uh, the oak, the oak uh, itself. Mm -hmm. Naturally, there are some terpenes, uh, isoprenes, whatever. So a lot of, a lot of different mm -hmm. uh, components. And can you then please show this graph that you already, uh, can you share your screen again? Yes, exactly. So what are these, uh, what is this actually showing in terms of differences? Uh, yeah, uh, a few minutes ago, you asked uh, about the difference between the Hungarian and the French uh, mm -hmm. uh, Woods. Um, we are using wood only from this region. Uh, we are very proud of this region. Otherwise, it's very unique all over in Europe. Uh, in our uh, opinion, it's a very, very high quality oak source. Um, but naturally, um, the French oak has a very wide and very good fame. Uh, so sometimes we uh, we meet some stereotypes that only the French is the, the, the best and everything else is less good. Um, and uh, naturally, today the industry has a lot of researches. So serious companies spend really a lot of money on uh, on uh, laboratory analysis, uh, different. Um, uh, researches programs for microbiology to the chemical uh, elements to everything and um, and these two graphs is a uh, result of one uh, comparison made I don't know years ago uh, one of them compares three Hungarians uh, uh, barrel, the, the natural wood compounds of Hungarian barrels. Uh, and you can see uh, two of it's, uh, the three barrels are made three different cooperages. So these are not Kadar barrels. One of them is Kadar otherwise, um, the blue one. But uh, the two others are made by uh, different cooperages. And it shows the natural wood compounds uh, in the case of two barrels are very, very similar. And the third one is absolutely different. Uh, the two barrels, though, are made by different cooperages, 
use the same oak. And it shows uh, how important the, the, the oak origin and the species itself. The other graph shows two Kandar barrels and one French one. And uh, we looked at on the, 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 almost the same uh, uh, chemical components, also natural wood compounds. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a different um, um, comparison. But what is very interesting, that the two Kadar barrels, the two Kadar barrels are different types, but the two Kadar barrels have a larger difference than the Kadar and the French one. Mm -hmm. Because the French so one is the blue, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh. Yeah. And what is actually yeah. this uh, eug eugenol, or how do I pronounce that? I don't know. It's the eugenol. This you is know. the uh, it's, it's, uh, what I mentioned, this is the cinnamon uh, flavor, uh -huh. uh, mm -hmm. uh, very important component otherwise, mm -hmm. uh, because it gives not only just, uh, so oh, it's an, uh, again another uh, very important point. When we are talking about the barrel uh, uh, effect, I almost never talk about the flavors. I, I focus much more on the effect on the wine. I mean, uh, the body, the smoothness, uh, balance, uh, freshness. More like the texture, yeah. Complexity. More like the texture or... Exactly. For mm. example, texture or structure. So. Mm. Uh, uh, because it's a very simple question. Is it a good wine if it has a, a strawberry uh, character or a bad wine? Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's not related to the quality. And uh, that is the reason why uh, the eugenol for me, it's okay, it's a very uh, typical cinnamon flavor uh, component, but the importance of this uh, component is not the cinnamon itself but it has a great uh, influence on, uh, on the complexity, the... the, the Flavor uh, development? Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. so, so, yeah, so that is, that is the eugenol. And here, what I mentioned, that lactone has a number of isomers. There are two main isomers, and there are some sub-isomers, the trans and cis whiskey lactones. So we usually analyze absolutely differently the trans and the cis one. Mm -hmm. um, and then if yeah. I could uh, uh, ask just a very amateur question maybe, but uh, with, uh, with the white oak, with, uh, with the American oak, then yes. the graph uh, at the vanillin uh, component would be then higher? Uh, the, that's a good question. We almost never compared. Uh, our oak to American one, mm -hmm. because um, um, though, um, how to say, um, so the American uh, oak also can be a good uh, uh, material for the wine industry. It's basically much uh, cheaper, usually. Uh, Why? Because, <laughs> because the, the uh, <laughs> structure of the oak is different. Um, so 
Yeah, maybe it's a clearer if I explain one minute uh, uh, the structure of the wood. Uh, the, the wood has, um, so, sorry, when we are talking about wood, we always uh, focus on the log. So that part of the wood, which is between the, the, the crown and the ground, mm -hmm. uh, without branches and whatever. They're, uh, they are very, very sensitive of the quality. Uh, I mean, the industry is very uh, sensitive for the quality uh, of this oak, and um, uh, it's really very expensive, that quality. Uh, only 2% of the, uh, the harvested forests are suitable for barrel production. Uh, but okay, but, uh, going back. Uh, just imagine there are small capillars, small vessels in this trunk, in this log part, um, uh, taking the nutrition and the water uh, between the crown, I mean the leaves and the roofs. Uh, so the, the um, I don't know, in um, hundreds of millions of years, um, the, the, the task of these vessels was taking the liquidity, the, uh, sorry, the liquid uh, something, nutrition, water, whatever. Uh, but when we are making a barrel, we do not want the wood to, to take the water or the wine. Uh, and the main difference between the European uh, oak and the, and the Quercus alba, uh, that uh, the Quercus alba has very small, uh, let's call it plugs, or banks uh, uh, in these very small capillars vessels. Um, uh, the, the, the European um, also has much, much, much lower percentages. And the importance of this uh, uh, phenomena is that uh, when we make the staves from logs, then the average yield is approximately 20% uh, when we are using uh, European oak and approximately 35 or even 40% when we are using American oak. So double quantity uh, of staves can be made from the same quantity of locks. And that is the reason of the price difference. I was Again, a bit long, but I hope it was clear. <laughs> That's this podcast is about, yeah. <laughs> and um, okay. that would be the, maybe uh, some interesting slides, uh, the, the first one and the second one. I don't know what you... Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, just maybe it's also can be interesting. It's, uh, it's two mm -hmm. regions of Hungary, the Zala. It's the southwest or west, uh, and and the Bukovary, the Buk, um, mm -hmm. which is close to the Zemplin in the northeast. And here you can see both of them are Hungarian, uh, and how big differences are uh, between the two. I created this map already. Um, Hungary has a very very strict uh, forest uh, regulation, and every piece of small area are registered uh, in Hungary and has uh, a very detailed report, which is uh, renewed in every 10 years. Uh, it covers 
the erosion, the healthy condition, the species, the age, uh, everything is very, very detailed and it's available on the internet. So everybody can do a similar map. Naturally, it's very time consuming. <laughs> uh, in this map, the, the, the blue um, spot shows uh, the location of the Quercus petrea, the red shows the um, Quercus robur. And you can see uh, how big differences are between the regions uh, of Hungary. And this is one of the reasons why when we, we simply grew up and uh, the Hungarian regions were not enough for us, then we rather entered to uh, Slovakia than going to other part of Hungary. Mm -hmm. And how do you determine which which uh, species would you take for some of the clients and or for some of the projects that you have? Or so how do you choose maybe the blue one or the red one, if you may? Uh, we are in an easy position because we are purchasing logs only from the uh, cores of the mountains. And on that regions, the, uh, the uh, ratio of the Quercus petrea is very close to 100%. So it's, it's, it's a convenient, uh, uh, very convenient position because it's really unique in Europe. There are no other forests uh, by our best knowledge, which uh, would have 100% petrea. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, there are some morphological differences between the two species. So, for example, a very, very important one, naturally the acorn, uh, which, because one of them has a pedunculate, the other doesn't. Uh, uh, the leaves are also different, but uh, the most significant one is the bark. Bark of the tree is absolutely different. Um, but uh, for barrel making, there is no big difference, if I get it right, or? Uh, there is big, in our there opinion. <laughs> okay, and how could, how could I tell? Like in term, when you make the barrel or in terms of final product or both? Uh, sorry, once again? So what would be maybe the biggest question for the final or the end consumer or maybe also for the winemaker or for the barrel maker? Um, I would say, uh, how to say, uh, we are using only Quercus petrea, so uh, I am uh, not 100% objective, but if I try to uh, give an answer very objectively, then uh, let's say uh, that the quality is similar, but the characteristic is different. The Quercus petrea, uh, if we do not overwhelm, overwhelm the, the character of the oak with toasting or whatever, then it's more uh, vibrant, more uh, uh, vivid, uh, mm -hmm. fresher. Uh, basically, the, the uh, industry is really seeking the corpus patria. Uh, because as I mentioned, uh, these regions are quite, quite unique. In the most of forest in Europe, the two species are growing together in the same forest. And there is, I know, there is already um, 
um, French cooperages which uh, select the Quercus petrea and Quercus robur by chemical analysis and say the Quercus petrea is much more expensive and uh, and 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 uh, and it's a hundred percent guaranteed around uh, Quercus petrea. So because uh, the reason of these uh, preferences, but once again, if we want to be objective, don't talk about better or worse, rather mm -hmm. just the differences. But uh, if we consider the trends, the actual trends on uh, the, the wine making world, then uh, the most of the consumer and opinion, opinion makers prefer uh, the less barrel perception in the wines. And the Quercus petrea has basically a less uh, perception, or a mm. perception. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it can give uh, a very nice length, uh, complexity, vibration, freshness, but, um, but uh, uh, if the cooper uh, pay attention on it, it doesn't overwhelm the wine itself. Because the Quercus, uh, Quercus robur has more tannin, uh, less uh, aldehydes and less lactones, uh, it can give more structure, uh, which is also good, but it's a different. Today, if we uh, make a theoretical calculation uh, of the different factors, we can say um, there can be approximately 10 million different combination of this character. So theoretically, 10 million different barrel character uh, can exist. Mm -hmm. In fact, in my opinion, there is only around 2,000 different barrel characters uh, on the world. Um, it's interesting. There are um, cooperages um, in some region. For example, there are some uh, otherwise good cooperages in, uh, in um, uh, Burgundy, who are producing only one barrel, I mean, one type of barrel. That's, there is no options. <laughs> uh, and it works well for, first of all, Burgundian wines. We, we are producing, um, theoretically, we are able to produce approximately 2,000, um, but uh, in every year, we are making around 150 different barrel characters because the, uh, the main uh, parameters or factors having an influence on the barrel characters are, first of all, the type. Uh, for BX mean Bordeaux style, BG Burgundy style, uh, and so on. And the importance of the type is, first of all, the surface volume ratio because um, the cooperation between the wine and the barrel has basically two different uh, uh, stages and different phenomena. One of them is the extraction, when the, the barrel compounds are extracted to the wine. And the second phase and another phenomena, when these uh, components um, re are reacting to the wine uh, components, it's a, we call it rather, this is the typical maturation, the aging. So the surface uh, uh, volume ratio has an importance on naturally, first of all, the 
the extraction, the proportional extraction, and that she additionally it has also an influence uh, on um, um, on the oxygen penetration. And third one, which sometimes forgotten, is uh, the temperature during fermentation of white wines. Because the surface is the only uh, place when the, the, the fermenting wine can release the extra temperature. So, uh, for example, without uh, a cooling uh, panel or cooling system, in, uh, in the most of uh, uh, cellar, the 500 liter is approximately the limit. Above 500 liter, uh, the, the proportional surface already too small to take all the heat away during the fermentation. Then that, means that, it, that means that the temperature is going to be automatically higher? Yeah. And, and then that's why it's maybe done better for red wines, if I'm getting it right? Yeah, naturally, um, the red wines usually has a higher fermenting temperature. The temperature uh, of the fermentation has... Um, um, oh. Maybe the two most important um, results are the alcohols and uh, the esters. Uh, the higher the temperature of the fermentation is, uh, the, the larger molecule weight esters um, created, are created. Mm -hmm. um, and this larger weight uh, Molecular weight uh, esters are less uh, fruity, less uh, flower. Um, less flower, delicate, maybe. Um, yeah, much rather earthy, mm -hmm. mushroom, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the other uh, is also important the, the alcohols. Uh, uh, on a higher temperature, much more longer molecule chain alcohols are created. Um, uh, and the, the, the result is very similar. Um, it's, uh, oh, oh, mm, it's again, I do, sorry, my English is not as good as I would like, so I not all the specific <laughs> chemical word. No, no worries. I think uh, most of the listeners don't know it either, so they can look it up. But just to talk a, a bit more, maybe generally, so that yeah. if we go further, there are the number of fillings and wall thickness. Yeah, wall yeah, thickness is also very uh, um, important, very simple, the, the, the influence. It's oxygen penetration and mm -hmm. also has an influence on the, the, the temperature. So basically, if the because I see here twenty two millimeters of thickness and for example thirty millimeters of thickness, so let's just uh, maybe talk a bit more specifically. So if the the staves are thicker, then the microoxidation is also then slower, right? So yeah. ba basically, the wine matures more slowly or slowly. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, uh, it results a different type of uh, uh, wines uh, if all the other conditions are the same. I mean, the cellar temperature, the number of wreckings, uh, and whatever, uh, there can be very big difference between the 22 millimeter thickness and 30 millimeter. Mm -hmm. 
for example, uh, in the past, uh, when we sold uh, barrels um, with 22 millimeter thickness on the US market, we called it a fast aging analogy barrel because it really it is a very good tool, for example, for wines uh, uh, which must be ready before the next harvest. Hmm. Um, so even in um, eight, ten months, maximum mm -hmm. twelve months uh, can be enough. And if you are only listening to this, I just uh, tell the listeners: uh, if you are only listening to the podcast, uh, please go to the YouTube because there is also a very um, interesting uh, table actually, which summons uh, up the the criteria. Uh, what could um, the main parameters of barrel production, and that is also a very interesting one. The grain, what's what 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 is that, and how is it actually influencing the oak or the barrel? Well, if I want to be very simple, uh, the grain, uh, what we mean uh, under the the terminology of grain is the the distance between the the annual rings of the wood. Mm -hmm. So um, the when the tree is uh, growing, then every year uh, it became it becomes uh, larger and larger. So it grows uh, in diameter as well uh, in every year. Uh, it's sometimes one millimeter. It's sometimes one centimeter. It depends on the precipitation, the, the richness of the soil, that uh, naturally the, the all the conditions. But um, this grow, annual growth has two phases. Uh, we call it spring and late wood, uh, or early wood, late wood, uh, and, and um, the chemical. Um, composition of the early wood is different than the late wood. So very simply, uh, if the, the grain is tighter, I mean the annual growth of the tree is lower, then um, the, 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 the barrel will be more elegant, uh, will have more finesse. Um, uh, and if this, and in the same times, uh, the oxygen penetration will be much smaller. Mm -hmm. For example, the the most of or sorry, not most, but a lot of barrel produced, for example, for spirit aging, like cognac. Mm -hmm. uh, for those purpose, the white grain oak is used hmm. because the oxygen has a very important role. Then I would imagine a more delicate kind of wine, or maybe for Pinot Noir, then it's more like extra tight. Or if I would get it's not so simple. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not so simple. Uh -huh. um, tell you the truth, uh, uh, I very rarely use, um, um, uh, how to say, um, when I try to describe uh, the, the, the barrel, I, I almost never link it to some variety, grape uh -huh. variety, mm -hmm. because the pH, and the maturation conditions has much more uh, influence on it. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and naturally, uh, 
Okay, everybody has an idea how a good Pinot Noir is, but uh, um, there are there can be very big difference uh, differences if we compare, um, uh, let's say, a Syrah from North uh, um, North uh, Rhone Valley or Languedoc or or. Um, I don't know from a very warm region. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, so the extra tight green is recommended usually for the longer um, maturation uh, for for a, a higher end wines. Okay. Uh, because it's usually otherwise more expensive as to. Because tight, tight grains are more expensive than in general. Yeah, uh, the tighter the grain is, uh, the more expensive the barrel is. Mm -hmm. And um, in terms of uh, length of seasoning, is it also drying or air drying? Is it? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Yes, it is the same what you mean, but we do not call it drying because okay. uh, because the, the purpose of this procedure is not the, uh, the drying. I mean, not to, the, the purpose is not to lose the water content of the wood. But, um, uh, but the change in the chemical component, uh, components of, of the wood. Uh, just uh, think it over, please. That, uh, the most of uh, uh, brandy uh, barrels are made with kiln drying. I mean, artificial drying, uh, which I don't know, they use wood, uh, which is not older than three months. No. That's it. But it's absolutely, uh, so it has the same dryness, but the character, the taste is absolutely different. It's absolutely unsuitable for wine making. Uh, when we are talking about seasoning, maybe the most important um, uh, results are first the uh, during the, the months and years, the precipitation um, washes out uh, some kind of uh, unfavorable chemical components. For example, as a most typical, the acids. Uh, that the oak has a lot of acids, uh, and this um, during this time the the, the rain and snow uh, wash it off. The second very important uh, result is some um, uh, changes uh, uh, in the chemical composition. Precursors are changed to some kind of um, um, aromatic uh, components. For example, depending on the climate and the seasoning conditions, uh, the, the vanillin can change a bit, eugenol uh, concentration can change. Um, so number, and uh, first of all, no, number of um, uh, aldehydes uh, mm -hmm. can, uh, can, uh, can change to another type of aldehyde. And uh, so, can I, just to give some maybe key takeaways if someone is listening. So the, the longer is actually than this drying or, or seasoning. In my mind, that would be more supple the flavor or supple the texture. It would be a 
appropriate descriptor or what is actually changing or in terms of really fine a product if it's 18 months or 60 months? Uh, that that uh, the two uh, seasoning period what you mentioned are both perfect but for different purposes mm -hmm. for example um, a cadar hungary uh, doesn't use up uh, um, states uh, which were seasoned less than 20 24 months because in Hungary we has less precipitation, the, the, the conditions are different. But number of French cooperages are using already 18 month season staves for first of all white wines. Mm -hmm. um, basically, we can say if the seasoning is shorter, uh, it can give more tension, more uh, freshness. Mm -hmm. but uh, less uh, uh, velvety runness. So maybe for if, if the seasoning is longer, then it's maybe better for yeah, more full-bodied, uh, more like Amarone style kind of uh, <laughs> red wines, which are more velvety and more uh, yeah, kind to the palate? Uh, no, it's a, uh, again, or it's not, not so really. simple. <laughs> not so simple. I, I, I try to squeeze out some, some general takeaways, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, there are different, so um, the result of the seasoning highly depends on the, um, the surroundings and the conditioning, the conditions of the seasoning. I mean, the place, uh, the microflora, um, Mm -hmm. precipitation whatever and also if somebody is spraying or not during this uh, seasoning period we at Kadar we apply absolutely natural seasoning and as I mentioned uh, in we are in the our season, uh, seasoning yard is inside in the forest it was very important for us um, because it keeps the humidity so we have a very high humidity and we have a very special uh, microflora in the wood, bacteria, fungi in the wood, you, and they have enzymatic uh, changes uh, in the, they create, sorry, they create uh, enzymatic changes during the seasoning in the wood. So uh, uh, there are different recommendations by the different cooperages, but uh, for example, Kadar Hungary says for uh, uh, a low pH white, uh, for a low or, or medium maturation, I mean, in, in it's not so long or the temperature very low, then we rather recommend a 36 month seasoning. And we recommend the 24 month seasoning rather. Uh, the, the, the high pH, low acid wines, because as I mentioned, it gives more freshness. Uh, uh -huh. it, it, uh, it gives an illusion, illusion uh, like the wine uh, would have a lower alcohol, mm -hmm. more acid. Uh, uh, but naturally the, the, the volume, the, the toasting, also everything has an has a importance on it. Mm -hmm. but, 
Super, thank you. Uh, and in terms of banding, just maybe just a, with a couple of sentences, uh, what is actually traditional banding or steam banding with hot air? Or... Uh, the, the traditional one is the traditional one. It's a, a typical one when um, uh, there is a fire pot, mm -hmm. uh, an iron fire pot, in the, the, the barrel, the body of the barrel itself, without headings, naturally. And there is a, a wood fire uh, burning in it. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, not so long ago, maybe 20 years ago or something like that, uh, uh, the steam bending and immersion started to, uh, to spread because um, uh, the traditional one can have one disadvantage. It's not always, um, um, how to say, not always suitable for releasing the tension in the, in the wood. Because imagine that you have a piece of wood uh, and you bend it. Yeah. So the external fibers are forced to be longer the internal fibers is forced to be shorter. So there is a tension in it. And if there are big differences, and I hope to say it's a variation uh, during uh, uh, the, 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 uh, in the cellar, I mean, variation of the humidity in the cellar. So sometimes very high humidity afterwards, the barrel is dried out, uh, mm -hmm. then uh, it can result a break. Mm -hmm. uh, and the steam bending and immersion is a very good solution uh, for avoiding this break. I, I suspect that could have been the original reason um, of the, the, the usage of this technology. It also has another important factor. It, it results a much uh, less uh, perceptible barrel influence on on the vine, which can be good, can be not good, uh, depending on the purpose and the, and the, and the, and the winemaker. There are otherwise a number of um, uh, cooperages who are using only steam band or who are using only immersion, but there are also some uh, who are using a, a steam band for a lower quality, not lower quality, but a cheaper barrels. But the most exclusive barrels are used, uh, uh, sorry, uh, made with traditional bending. It's a question of opinion. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And uh, in terms of toasting, because I see three types of toasting, radiation, convection, <laughs> conviction, traditional, what is, what is that? It's uh, the method of the heat changing. Um, radiation, uh, you, you know, the heat, the radiation heat change uh, is the most typical example, like the sun. Mm -hmm. um, um, when the, the wave, the heat waves uh, transfer the energy. The convection is uh, when the, 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 the heat transfer are given by the uh, contact of the surface. So uh, a warm 
piece of something gives heat to a, mm -hmm. uh, a colder one if mm -hmm. they are close to each other. Like a grill, um, like a pan. <laughs> yeah, like a radiator. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. of, uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, the traditional is uh, the mix of it. The tradi okay. traditional uh, when um, uh, you you are using the traditional uh, fire, wood fire, and this can give also uh, uh, convection, heat transfer, and radiation as well. Uh, it's again there are different opinions uh, at this moment. Maybe the most widely used is the traditional one because it gives the most complex results. Mm -hmm. Um, so how can we imagine how you toast the barrel? If the, the barrel is ready, and then what are you doing? The, the most typical one, again, is the traditional one. It's uh, then uh, very similar like uh, the traditional bending. bending. So you have a fire pot, like uh, an iron pot, and uh, the, the fire is burning in it. and. Uh, Better cooperages are using already some computer regulation. Uh, there are also a number of different uh, variations and, and theories, theories behind them. Uh, because this regulation is very, very important. In the past, uh, everybody checked the color. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, it's brown, it's okay, it's some level. Uh, but, uh, uh, but it's far not enough. Yeah. Uh, the consistency today is uh, is an essential on the premium segment, uh, and it's very important that each cooper uh, use the same technology, even today and tomorrow and a year later. Mm. Uh, so therefore, uh, today we are using already and uh, computers. computer technology. And which is the most, um, yeah wished uh, toasting degree and how long does it take to, to, to make this toasting? So first, uh, it's again a very complex issue. Uh, first of all, there is no uh, international standard. So mm -hmm. for example, Qatar uh, uh, Hungary says uh, medium toast. It can be absolutely different than a medium toast of another cooker. Uh -huh. Okay. And the third one has a third medium. So the medium itself, for example, if somebody says medium, it doesn't mean almost anything. Mm -hmm. For example, we at Kadar, we have two different medium uh, toast, toasting, absolutely the same color. Even myself, uh, I cannot realize the difference visually. I mean, I cannot see the difference, but mm -hmm. one of them is a very, uh, straightforward, very tensioned, uh, uh, if I can say it's more masculine uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, character. The other one is more velvety, silky, rounded, more feminine, if I can mm -hmm. use terminology. So, um, and um, so what is your purpose? If you have a, a, a wine which requires a big structure, then naturally you have to use uh, another type of toasting than 
if you have another wine, what you want to have uh, in barrel for only two months and only want to give a touch of barrel. So each, each, each uh, goal uh, has an own, uh, own mm -hmm. best pair. Okay, um, maybe if I can just ask um, some kind of short questions and uh, maybe maybe with some brief answers, uh, if you can, actually, because we already talked about why actually oak, because sometimes I uh, also hear, for example, about mulberry oak or acacia, uh, mulberry barrel, sorry, or uh, acacia barrel, for example. Uh, what what would be the differences in terms of taste? Because, for example, about acacia barrel, I hear that it becomes more neutral or uh, sooner. But that's maybe also a common misconception. Basically, the most important um, um, reason uh, is uh, the chemical composition mm -hmm. of the different... Uh, uh, and not only the natural wood compounds, what we already uh, discussed about a bit, mm -hmm. but uh, um, it's important to know that uh, there are, let us say, let's focus on the, the uh, five most important uh, uh, components of the wood. Cellulose, hemicellulose, lignin, uh, uh, tannins, and let's call the fifth is all, all other, aldehydes, terpenes, mm. whatever. Mm. Um, and uh, if you are talking about the natural compounds, this fifth one is very important, but during the toasting, we make very big changes in, uh, first of all, the hemicellulose and in the lignin. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the hemicellulose is otherwise, it's, um, uh, it's sugars, not gl glucose, that the cellulose is glucose, the hemicellulose is xylose, uh, pentose, whatever, everything. And um, when you make uh, caramel at home, you are using uh, sugar and heat. And there is a great change. Mm -hmm. So if you heat the hemicellulose, naturally there are number of uh, similar changes Moreover, there are others, uh, there are other chemical composition. So um, if we compare mulberry, acacia, oak, mm -hmm. and whatever, uh, each has different natural wood components. And additionally, each of them uh, uh, has different changes during the heat treatment, I mean the uh -huh. toasting itself. Mm -hmm. And the oak has one very big, uh, no, let's say two very big uh, advantage. One of them is the lactone. Uh, it, as I explained, it can give, depending on the isomer, it can give some body and sweetness, but also can give structure, uh, finesse, uh, can uh, take a part in the length, uh, mm -hmm. whatever. And there is no other wood having so high uh, viscolactone uh, concentration that oak has. The other one, if we look at the chemical composition of the different wood after toasting, surprisingly, the oak has a relatively low level 
uh, of these uh, chemical uh, compounds. Uh, so, um, um, the most of them, uh, most of the other uh, wood uh, types, has much more uh, uh, aromatic components uh, created during the heat treatment, uh -huh. so has a larger uh, impact on the wine. Uh -huh. okay. That is, that is the the the, the, the purpose or the reason. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Because. If I, to my best knowledge, uh, oak is one of the most expensive tree to raise or to lumber, right? Are oaks are growing actually fast enough to cope with the demand or how, how long does it take for an oak tree to, to become a barrel? I mean, how long does it have to grow actually till, till it's been lumbered or cut out? Uh, so my, my first answer is uh, that um, usually the cooperage industry is using uh, oak with an age between, let's say, 100 to 200 years old. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, because we talked about the grain tightness. Just imagine the extra tight grain Extra, extra in, in our terminology. Uh, our normal grain is a tight grain on the international, international standards. Uh, so we are tighter than the average. But um, we have, for example, a barrel, what we say, probably the most uh, tighter grain barrel of the world. Hmm. Uh, uh, so this barrel, for example, has one millimeter grain tightness. It means uh, the the oak grew one millimeter, sorry, two millimeters because one millimeter yeah. per uh, radius. Uh, so two millimeter in diameter annually. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how long time uh, it requires to grow up to to a normal? Uh, dimension. So that is the reason why we are using very old trees. And uh, the answer for your second question or the other question, um, the most of the Hungary, uh, sorry, the most of the European uh, forest uh, acts or laws are uh, pay attention on the sustainability. Uh, there are some uh, countries where the situation is not so bright, um, like Ukraine or Romania. Uh, in, the, in the past, uh, there were serious illegal issues. But uh, for example, um, in the most of European countries and in Hungary, absolutely, the forest areas are growing. Mm -hmm. uh, so, there are always more uh, tree planted than uh, than uh, fallen. Oh, that's good to hear. Arrested. That's good to yeah. hear. But uh, you only work with your uh, own forests, right? Absolutely not. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. So you no, do no. not. So you do not own any any forests. You just kind of work with them, or yeah, uh, just. Uh, Let's make a very short calculation. Uh, we are making around 6,000 uh, uh, 
barrels annually. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, the smallest one is 225 liter, the largest is uh, 5,000 uh, liter. Uh, if you are calculating with the smallest one, uh, it means around um, minimum 600 liter, uh, sorry, uh, 600 cubic meter of space uh, annually. But we need appro- approximately five times more uh, logs uh, than uh, the stave because the yield is 20%. So it means around uh, 3,000 cubic meter of uh, logs annually. Mm-hmm. But the Zemplin area altogether uh, can supply, supply totally, let's say, wood for only 2,000 barrels annually. So if even we got all the uh, suitable locks from that area, it would be able to to satisfy one third of our demand. Hmm. So we theoretically, and naturally we also have to add, though in this region, we are the largest uh, customer of this quality of oak, mm-hmm. far the largest and most important for uh, uh, the, the foresters. But naturally there are others, uh, players on the ground. So, uh, if we uh, used uh, only uh, wood only from our forest, it would uh, require, I don't know, 20,000 square kilometer forest. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we do not have 20,000 square kilometer no, forest. <laughs> no further questions needed. Yeah. So, if you want to make uh, the, the most common type of barrel, so the body barrel, or the most well-known one maybe, yeah. then how, how many trees do you need for the for one barrel? If I guess it's... Um, it, uh, I can say only an average, mm-hmm. uh, uh, because uh, naturally the trees has different uh, uh, volumes. Yeah. First of all, the diameter is different. Mm-hmm. So the extra tight grain is... Uh, is smaller. Mm. The, the younger is smaller and I mean there is a very big difference between a 100 year or 200 year old yeah, uh, trunks. And the third one, um, only the best part of the tree is suitable for uh, for the, the barrel production and sometimes it is only two meters from, uh, from a tree. Sometimes it can be 10 meters, <laughs> uh, because depending on uh, what kind of defects, uh, small defects uh, the tree has, uh, where the crown starts, uh, where the branches starts to mm-hmm. um, grow, whatever. So therefore, there is a very, very big uh, differences between um, locks and locks. Uh, but as an average, I think, uh, um, there are differences between the sub-regions as well. Uh, I would see two, two locks as an average uh, <laughs> is needed, are needed for one small barrel. Wow. And that's, that's how you get this, because so, in, in average, how, how much does it cost? 
like this barrel what we are talking about uh, the barrel or the log the barrel the barrel uh, it's secret it's <laughs> <laughs> otherwise on the on the market uh, <laughs> yeah but no, just it's, uh, it's through just a spectrum maybe yeah so i think the cheapest barrel from us is uh, 550 uh, euros um, for 225 and the most expensive Qatar barrels is 1300 euros per uh, per uh, 225 liter this most expensive one otherwise is as what i mentioned the the tightest green uh, yeah, i imagine and then, then that's the mo the oldest tree also right probably no it's not oh. necessarily okay no there is no link between the grain tightness and the age of the tree hmm. uh, it's just uh, related to the to the speed of the growth mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we could maybe draw this line that the tighter the grain is, then the more the more expensive the barrel will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can. See. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's not only a price question; it's also a value. Just yeah. imagine that the same diameter can be reached in fifty years or one hundred fifty years, mm. uh, and. When you are in a forest and you can see a beautiful, very old tree, it has some. It's not only a not a, not a financial issue. It's much yeah. more. It has some emotional uh, yeah. uh, radiation. And then, and how these trees are actually selected? So you select. You have some uh, some experts. Who go to the forest and maybe pick some of the trees and okay this this is going to be good for this barrel, uh, or or do you talk to the foresters or how is it how should we imagine that? In most of in the most of uh, cases, uh, the foresters are making a preselection and only the best uh, quality are shown to us and we check the quality every certain piece. Of, of log and and we select uh, individually uh, mm -hmm. of them there are different uh, structures there are suppliers uh, uh, to whom we have uh, a contract and we have let's say a fixed price per uh, classes uh, the classes uh, it doesn't mean one is uh, has a better taste or profile it's simply related to the yield because uh, it uh, can be an extra type very flavor very good flavor wood uh, uh, but mm -hmm. uh, let's say it has a knot or some uh, some other kind of defect naturally the the yield uh, will be lower so we the the, the uh, proportional cost of the stave will be higher um, so this is one system. The other system is the auction. When we give a bid to each certain locks, and uh, it's very interesting. The most of them are uh, running blindly, so you cannot see the the bids of the other participants. But uh, you have a list 
with identification numbers and uh, you are giving a price to each uh, locks and afterwards you put it into an envelope and after uh, the, the, the last day of the auction, the foresters are opening and, um, and afterwards evaluate and each uh, locks can be purchased by the by the, the company having the highest what well, so that's that's that sounds like a whole other word because uh, in my mind uh, that was like okay that is wine making or wine production and that is this little side project of making barrels but then uh, like really in this i did i don't know in 90 minutes we are talking about this but uh, i would have like 20 30 50 more questions and that's a whole other word with a whole, whole other industry, which is at, at least as uh, at least as complex as, as a wine production. Um, but uh, maybe if you could just sum up, I don't know if you have some slides about the process or the production line actually from the scratch. So from the tree uh, till the uh, till the barrel, and how yeah. much time does it actually take to make uh, from scratch a barrel? How much time does it take in okay. general? I do not. I, I do, do not have uh, slides mm -hmm. about the, the procedure itself because it's usually not so important uh, for the, the winemakers because first of all, the winemakers are focusing on, on the, the, the result on the wine. Uh -huh. So they are less interested in how it's made. Uh, yeah. But if you want to sum it up, first of all, uh, the, the log selection is very, very important. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, it, it goes to, I mean, the locks are uh, going to the to the uh, state mill. Uh, we are purchasing uh, locks only in the winter season, so you can imagine by the end of the the, the season, it's a few months. Uh, we have we had year when we had uh, three thousand five hundred cubic meter of locks in big. Uh, heaps and, and fields, and that is the log what we are using all over the year uh, for making the, the staves. Um, so afterwards, we are making the staves. Uh, it's um, palletized and taken to the stave yard, and it's not moved. It's just kept there for years. Uh, in our practice. As I mentioned, for us, the, the shortest season is 24 months, but uh, the average is uh, the average is hmm, approximately, I think, 40-45% uh, of our total sales is a three years season hmm. for us. Uh, though it's more expensive, but I've explained uh, it has a yeah. bit other character. It's, uh, so it's uh, the staves are seasoned there for years and afterwards um, when it reaches the uh, the status so we can use it up then um, we take it to the workshop um, first of all we cut it uh, to the final length because uh, when we make the staves we have some over lengths on it um, afterwards, we cut it to the final length, uh, and uh, in the same process, the same machine uh, is jointing the staves. It means uh, the two edge is milled in, into the certain uh, angle, 
Afterwards, there is a, a, a curve planning. Afterwards, we stand up the rows. Uh, uh, this is like uh, a conical something, uh, like a skirt, a uh, standing skirt. And this uh, uh, something goes to the, to the fire room uh, where we bend, bend the, the barrel and toast. Next one is a closing afterwards, uh, the putting the heads in it, uh, sanding the surface and finishing the surface, uh, and engraving and marking. And then the very end is the, 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 the packaging one. So that, so that sounds like this typically like four or five years, right? Uh, from the purchasing of the log, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So the the production, the net time of the barrel production is not so long, but yeah. the total uh, mm -hmm. procedure is really very very long, and yeah, it's very and difficult that, in this. Uh -huh. And then let's say you you get an order from from a winter or from a winemaker from I don't know Burgerland, and then I I want. Uh, I don't know, 20, 500 liter barrel with medium plus toasting, or I don't know. And then you go out, or, or where does actually your work start? So you go to, to the fire room to, to tell the people that, okay, we're going to make 500 liter barrels now with medium plus toasting, or you already have uh, ready barrels which are waiting for shipping or how could we actually imagine that so, so how specific is actually an order most of the time yeah um, as you you could see we went through how many different parameters can have yeah. uh, influence on the character so it's very important i think the, all the procedure starts with the with the specification we have uh, uh, distributor and representative almost every main market. Mm -hmm. uh, so the salesman goes to the winemaker and find out what type of barrel can be the best for, for his or her uh, mm -hmm. certain wines. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, the salesman uh, place the, the order to the production and then all the procedure starts at the stave yard. So we take the, the, the staves from the stave yard to, we call it a, a dehumidifier room. It's a, it's a place when we adjust the humidity. Because um, maybe you remember that um, I explained that the seasoning is not about the dryness. Yeah, um, but for making a, a barrel, it requires some certain uh, humidity level. Mm -hmm. So it's absolutely unfavorable if we make a barrel of staves, which uh, uh, just had the rain two days before and has a high um, uh, unbond water content. So we have to take to a room. Uh, it's usually one, two weeks uh, when the, this rain or snow water is evaporated. 
-hmm. and afterwards it goes to the workshop. Mm -hmm. uh, so that the full procedure from the uh, order to the delivery is usually five to six weeks. But I also have to add that um, naturally uh, that the, the, this year is a bit strange and the 2021 uh, because of this <laughs> pandemic is it's strange but in uh, in the past I, I mean before the pandemic in every November we gave the, the features the numbers uh, of the maximum uh, number of barrels of the distributor can sell in the, the next year because we were in a in the good position that uh, the demand was always larger than our ability to supply mm -hmm. so we, we grew year by year but uh, but the demand for our product uh, grew much more so it was very important. Uh, there were unfortunately sometimes um, situations when we are, were simply unable to, to satisfy the signal. Yeah, so very, very specifically, uh, you start at the graveyard then, uh, or the, sorry, at, the, at, the, at your garden, so to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so uh, Andras, thank you very much. I would have a. Uh, really a thousand questions more maybe sometime we could also make a second part i don't know if you'd like that uh but thank you very much for taking the time it was very informative and uh i don't know you would like to add something yeah thank you very much uh, for the invitation once again um naturally i am available if you want to, to continue. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so if the listeners can have any questions or answers which were not uh, maybe nah, too long or uh, too specific, then please uh, send me some questions and then maybe we make a second part. So thank you very much, Andras, and uh, have a beautiful evening then. <laughs> thank you. And one more thing, I want to build the community and I want you to be part of the Wine Ghost team as well. With your small but generous contribution on Patreon, you will get exclusive access to a number of things like all podcast episodes in video format on YouTube or my long form summaries about every episode. You'll also gain access to my future guests in advance so you can submit your own questions to them. Besides, you will get invited to a monthly online meetup with me and other Wine Ghost members to discuss the episodes, arising questions, memorable wine experiences, or actually just having some glasses together. You can find a link to my Patreon site in the show notes, and I greatly appreciate every help, and I do my best to live up to it. Thank you.